I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hi, I'm Mark Nicholas and welcome to Following On. There was frustration in Dambulla with the game abandoned after just 15 overs, but that didn't mean, no, not for one minute did it mean, that we had nothing to talk about. Let, let, let's turn this into a Yorkshire event here and get Johnny Bairstow. You've got a thousand runs in the calendar, you're one of the very few... One of the very few ever to do it, Johnny Bairstow. Awesome. Yeah, it's been a good opening partnership, obviously, with Jace um, over the last year or so. And it's, um, yeah, something that coming together, it can sometimes be a bit tricky. I mean, uh, you're trying to get each other's running. You're trying to get um, the nods on how uh, each other play the game, having not done it so much myself, really. So having learned, learned the way through and then, obviously, to, to reach that milestone, this game with Jay James to come is, uh, is big for us. And in addition, you replaced Alex Hales, who A, played so well, and B, was a great mate of Jason Royce. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you, you wait for your chance, don't you? And you try to take your chance when, when you get it. And that's, that's what happens at the, the top of a professional sport. You, you try and um, either break your way in through weight of runs or you, you wait for an opportunity. And that's, that's how it is. I mean, you, you guys know more than, more than anyone else. See, Russell with John, there's a lot of things that make a team go to number one in the world. And this team, we've been talking about it all day, haven't we, Mark? I've got just about everything, all bases covered. But one of the biggest things is getting that opening partnership and putting a partnership together game after game after game. And if you look at England record over the last, what is it, 18 months, the opening partnership record is the best by an absolute country mile. Yeah, you, it's something that's quite difficult to put your, your finger on, to be honest with you, as to exactly what it is. I, I don't think it's a case of going out and playing a, a huge amount of um, overly flamboyant shots. I think it's just been a case of playing good cricket shots for the majority of the time. Uh, there's probably been a few more dot balls uh, along the way than we'd like as an opening partnership, but at the same time, if you're hitting 
uh, a ball for two and then a ball for four, you're still going at six and over. And as, as an opening pair in the first 10 overs, 15 overs, and then if we, if we get past that, we saw it like at Trent Bridge, we're able to go on and, um, and make, make it count and score big totals. And like you say, it's, it's good to get off to good starts, but that's not going to always, always happen. And we know that with the guys that we've got coming in behind us, the confidence is, is there, whether we're two down for, for 92 like today, um, with uh, with 35 overs left or, or we're, we're none down at this point I'm just going to bring your captain in actually he's right next door so we might as well <laughs> invite him to this little um, mid midfield party we'll call pool it party. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pool, it's not a pool party very good pool party um, that's a frustration isn't it extremely frustrating um, particularly first game of the series we're very keen to get going we've only played one warm up game um, the energy within the change room, you know, want, you wanted to explode onto the pitch and get guys into the series, um, but it's not meant to me. And in a situation like this, I think the umpires did a great job coming off before the rain actually fell, giving the ground staff plenty of time to cover the whole ground. Um, but it's just unfortunate that uh, water did displace in three or four different areas and it actually is quite muddy and dangerous. So in a situation like this, I think players' safety is paramount and the umpires have made the right call. Um, we were just talking about the impact of the opening partnerships that began with Jason and Halsey, and, and then um, Jason was out briefly, Halsey and Johnny, now Johnny. It's been a fantastic, as Goffey says, a fantastic couple of years for opening the batting for England. It has. I think we're very fortunate to have guys like uh, Johnny, Jason and Alex within our squad competing for places. Uh, for a very long time, Johnny was the guy who missed out. Every time he'd come in, he'd score runs, which created a huge motivating factor in competition for places and when his chance did come he's, he's taken it with two hands I think the, the, the outstanding thing for us is that regardless of the competition for places everybody that's come in has maintained the mantra of playing positive aggressive cricket and that goal as a team to continue that has never been jeopardised We've talked a lot this afternoon as we've filled for a mere four and a half hours. <laughs> Just it's a strong effort, let me tell you. Um, we've talked a lot about the fact that the guys have been allowed to throw the shackles off, that there's less of a fear of failure than maybe there'd been previously. Do you feel that yourself? I think so, yeah. You, I don't think you go out and score the amount of runs and the, the high scores that, that we've been getting over the last couple, couple of years if if the guys don't feel able to go and express themselves and, and feel a real amount of freedom. And I think that that comes from, from Morgs, that comes from uh, the management as to how uh, you speak about each other in the dressing room, to how you go out and practice, uh, to the confidence that's withstilled within yourselves with practice and then taking that from the practice out into the middle. Did, did it take a, a lot to convince guys that they not so much had to sacrifice their wicket but certainly had to play with less caution, less preservation of their wicket than they might have done previously I think the direction in which I suppose started from the top really with Andrew Strauss at the very beginning of the summer 2015 down to the selectors myself and the coaching staff was that we needed to change things drastically we were going into, into battles and not really throwing punches uh, so to speak and from there it was almost well how would we like to fail we'd rather be bowled out for 200 as opposed to scraping our way to 300 and, and inevitably going to lose. For a long time we relied on our fantastic bowling lineup in, in Jimmy and Brody um, who were on, in the one day side up until 2015 and they won us a lot of games but with the bat 
we hardly ever won a game of cricket and that was a challenge set out to our batsmen to play in that manner with no ceiling they would be back they would be given an extended period of time to adapt and I think the selectors at the time backed that up by picking aggressive players Owen, at the moment, to watch this cricket team, especially in one-day cricket, it's an absolute pleasure. I think most people, we've been talking about this um, all day, all bases just about covered. How do you keep improving it? How do you keep generating success and success and success? Is it, can, it, can it get any better? I hope it can. I certainly think uh, competition within the change room, we probably will with 15 squad here, we probably have three guys sitting at home that are gutted not to be involved through injury or, or for different reasons. But actually competing with each other with each other has spurred us on even more um, Johnny's been a huge driver in that being out of the side for some time and creating that competition for places I think our backroom staff are magnificent in being realistic and in striving for a perfect performance so we need to be honest with the feedback that we're getting if we do perform under par but get a result yes that's good but what do we need to learn moving forward I think it's it's pretty healthy sort I, I, of relationship to, to and, and I get the impression that, that the team really enjoy their cricket. There's not that pained look that some international sportsmen, particularly under pressure, particularly if things aren't going their way, Goffey's giving us I played pain. in that era, Mark. Yeah. Come on, don't rub it <laughs> in. I, I played in that era where every time I looked around my dressing room, I was thinking, yeah, well, no, nope, he's not going to get any. He's not going to get any. He's <laughs> not going to get any. There was no confidence in there whatsoever. Right, so right. it's an absolute pleasure for me to sit there and watch a team like this play. I don't know why I bothered. I was crying out, out for a team to play like this in the 90s. I'm not saying anything. Well, that's all right. It's an it's a interesting point, isn't it? That if, if you're enjoying your, your cricket, you're going to play better cricket, almost by definition. Yeah, exactly. And play with a, a smile on our faces, um, even when it's been lashing down for uh, the last six days or whatever. Um, it's been a big part of it. And I think also guys going and playing around the world in different competitions and learning how to play in the different competitions enables us to then come to Sri Lanka, India, Bangladesh, Dubai, those kind of places and go out and play somewhere that's fairly familiar in many ways because you've been out there and experienced it under a lot of pressure because if you're going into uh, one of the competitions as an overseas player, as someone that's gone for big money, there's, there's a hype of expectation on your shoulders anyway. And to be able to recall from those experiences and take them into when you're playing for England and pass on those experiences to guys that are coming into the side um, that have potentially been recalled from the side that haven't played in Sri Lanka before is, is paramount to this team's success. I was thinking about your bench strength. That's the other thing. I noticed that you've made quite a lot in the last week of saying that you want 15, 16 players who can all play in World Cup matches to win you World Cup matches. And with the Currens and Woody and, and, and Alex Hales you know, out of the side, <laughs> that sort of that's a message, isn't it? And a few guys injured at home too. Yeah, I think it's a really strong message, um, and I keep emphasising it for the reason, or for no other reason than uh, I think we can be competitive in a World Cup with a 16, 17 strong squad. I don't think we can be competitive with 11 strong players. I think there has to be strength and depth within the squad. Nine games, um, group games, and we will have to chop and change as the tournament goes on, as conditions change. So that's the belief and the drive behind needing everybody within the squad. Congratulations. I'm sorry that today hasn't worked out better for you. Well played. Johnny's just gone to 1,000 runs in the calendar year. It's a pretty decent effort um, oh you're on a bonus of, Johnny a great, <laughs> a great deal of style too um, this is going to be alright if, if we don't have more rain for 
Saturday, you need some cricket. No, we do. Um, I'm hoping those really patches do dry up. It'll depend on the, the weather between now and Saturday, but the positive note on Saturday is that there is a reserve day on Sunday. So hopefully we will get a game in of some format. Keep everybody interested in the meantime, too. That's a real challenge. That's captaincy of another sort. You can teach them poker or something like that. I bet you're a shrewd poker player, Owen Morgan. Thanks for your time. Racing at Ascot the weekend. The lads will have a punt on that. There we go. There we go. We're just asking Johnny for tickets for Ascot. You might be the man, Owen. Cheers, boys. Thank you very much, fellas. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. It is interesting, this whole business of, of playing with freedom, isn't it? And you're right, you do talk about the 90s. I, 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 hate, you know, I hate talking about that period. I, I was getting into full-time broadcasting and at times it was difficult to watch England play, so scared yeah. of so many of the players that were picked. And uh, You were, you know, Illy called you the breath of fresh air and that's exactly what you were because you played with a kind of an abandon. Um, not, I don't think, in a carefree way at all. I mean, I think you applied yourself well to every challenge, but it is the holy grail. For a sportsman to play without fear, mm. that's the thing. And it's difficult. And I play with some very, very good players, by the way. I'm not criticising the players I play with for their I played with some very, very talented players in the 90s. Really, really good. And I, I said one thing um, on Sky just a few weeks ago, um, this mentality of cricketers going, um, going forward. And I always believe, I really do believe this, in this day and age, if a Rampakash or a Graham Hick played, and they were great players, especially Graham Hick, a great player, he would average now 50 in Test cricket. I have no question whatsoever he would have had 50 because he would have been able to go out and play his natural game for England. So what inhibited him? It's 
everything about cricket in the 90s, whether it be the coaching, whether it be people, if he come out and played a poor shot. You remember the shot he and played, run down the wicket against, was it Holland, the leg spinner for Australia, and he got out stumped first ball on his comeback game or something. And everybody, the media went ballistic. It was headlines because he'd come down and tried to hit a six first ball of a test match. But Graham Mick played a certain way. He played within himself, I always thought, for Test cricket. When you played against him, when you played against Worcestershire, and you did it many times, and I did, you just thought, I'm not going to get him out. I'm not going to get him out. It's just, uh, it's, you might as well put him down for 100. Well, but but when just, he played for England, I just he kept caught, getting I, out. I bought Malcolm Marshall up from long leg. <laughs> yeah, well, that's said, a nice thing to have better, in the bag, isn't it? You better come and have a bowl, yeah, matey yeah. boy, because the others aren't getting One him One of out. the best ever. Yeah, well, that makes a difference. Um, where is Butch? Butch, Marky, what's up? Where are you? I'm, I'm up in the up in the commentary box, mate. Oh, With, there up. are a few few uh, oh, few less waving. people up yeah, here right you're now. Waving. You're up. You're up on high. It's how, how how are it's, the uh, leather soles on your shoes out there? Are they okay? Yeah, they're not white <laughs> shoes like yours, though. So at least they're <laughs> going to look clean, even if they're not clean. Um, actually, honestly, where we're standing is is fine. I mean, it's greasy. That's what I said. Yeah. It's the bits that Morgs was talking about that you know that are muddy and soggy that are impossible. But you, you listened to Goffey there talk about the 90s. You got in the England side in 97. Did you sense back then that that, that still lingered, that, that sense of fear at playing for England rather than opportunity? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the, the sort of the revolving door in terms of yeah. selection was still very much in play. 97, right the way up until, well, right the way up until we were the worst side in the, the worst test side in the world in 99, you know, and... Uh, you know everything changed with with central contracts. Um, you know after the after the turn of the century. But yeah, absolutely. There was and there were so many. I, I made a documentary, um, England in the nineties, and we sort of talked to Goffey and we mm. talked to all of the guys who were a major part of uh, of the team in that decade, going right the way back to sort of you know Gower handing over to Gooch, etc., through Mickey Stewart, all that kind of stuff. And the one thing that came up time and time again from all of those guys was the fact that you'd look around the dressing room and there'd be, there'd be players, you know, players like Alex Stewart, Mike Atherton, um, Angus Fraser, Goffey himself, Graham Thorpe started back then as well, Mark Rambakash. You'd look around Graham Hick at these players and go, these guys are, are, are titans of, of the county game. They're, uh, they're hugely respected around the world, but somehow and for some reason, uh, when they all put an England shirt on and came together in Eng- England size, whether it be in Test match cricket and goodness me, like one day international cricket post the 1992 World Cup. Don't forget, we, were, you know, the, in one of the World Cups, it's one of the most fondly remembered um, in England anyway. But around the world, for the format and the fact that it was white ball and pajama cricket and all that kind of stuff, we were in that final in 92, favourites to win it in 92, and then for the rest of the decade, we were absolutely hopeless at 50 over cricket as an England side, <laughs> yeah. barring Adam Hollyoaks' uh, no, winning I- team in charge. So, look, it, it, it was at times unfathomable. Mostly it was very frustrating uh, and mostly fear reigned because nobody really knew, nobody really felt that, um, you know, given from one week to the next, one tour to the next, one series to the next, whether or not you were actually an England player or whether you were just on loan from your county for a short while before you got bombed again. Right. Uh, Butch, right alongside us, one of these huge um, rectangular plastic sheets, and I mean huge, is, is being pulled by 16, 17, 18 people now. These are the people who got the, the sheets on and off. Um, and there's, so that's 18 per sheet. I can see two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine sheets being pulled at this moment. I mean, can you believe the amount of people out here working on the ground? And, and their job today gives us a chance, I think, of starting on time on Saturday morning because this, this isn't... 
sand-based, I mean, I, I think this would have been a problem in a couple of days' time. So much rain fell, didn't it, in that three hours? Yeah, I agree with you. But basically, I've got 15 or 16 people on, uh, sh- on per sheet as well. So uh, that's how many people are working out there on the ground, trying to make sure it's in the best condition um, to get a game on, which obviously they failed uh, tonight. But for Saturday now, we'll all be open. The weather stays fine and uh, everybody gets the reward of having a cricket match. But do you know something? Butch was spot on there, you know. It, and, and that's what it was about. It was the, the continuity in selection. That was the biggest problem. You know you were only two games away two games away from getting dropped I think you look at the players here you watch Jason Roy when he has a little bad run he has them little bad runs here and there doesn't he? he'll go four or five games he has no fear of losing his place no fear whatsoever and because that comes from the captain and the coaches this is the way we're going to play this is the way we're going to play players are going to fail from time to time but as long as everybody else is chipping in it doesn't matter because the team are winning but in the 90s when you have two bad games and you're right. not winning you're out Right, let's just quickly throw this forward then because we're back with you um, on, uh, on Saturday. Butch, just a, a, a brief summary, a decent start being the 92 for two, much as we'd expect them to play. Conditions were fine and it's, it's all, you know, all systems go really as far as English one-day cricket's concerned. Yeah, it didn't look as though they'd, uh, they'd had a month off, did it, from the end of the season, most of those boys. 92 for two um, at a canter, didn't really break sweat, but going at six and over quite nicely. Morgan looks in terrific form, as does Joe Root. Besto and, uh, and Roy have become the highest... Um, scoring partnership that England have ever had in one day cricket going past the thousand mark in just 18 innings between them um, things looking very very good just a real shame that it was uh, that it was right. ruined although Mark it has to be said it's not come as a shock to anybody has it I mean it's done nothing but rain since we got here no we are in the heart of a monsoon season that is that is pretty dramatic. Butch, thank you. I uh, look forward to working with you again on, on Wednesday. Goffey, a final word on Ollie Stone who you gave a cap to today. Yep proud moment for him uh, unfortunately he didn't get the bowl uh, so it won't be a debut I'll ever remember <laughs> except for getting the cap off myself and leaving me hanging I went to shake his hand as, as he was turning away so we missed that but a uh, very proud moment for him um, and hopefully he'll get another chance on Saturday to get the ball in his hand and do what bowlers do best knock the stumps out of the ground so right. good luck to Ollie Stone and well right. deserved thank you Goffey so the news from Dan Buller is that the match has been called off England were 92 for 2 from 15 overs when the rain came very disappointing the next match is on Saturday we'll be with you on TalkSport 2 until then from all of us here it's goodbye here's Malinga once again short pulled away picked up the length so quickly Jason Roy and uh, made sweet contact with it as well. Deep continues, and a little chip over mid-on. Enormous power from Jason Roy, and he makes it look absurdly easy. A wonderful shot, by the way. That's a, a man who's in form, a man with confidence. Power. It's another leg spin. Oh, and it's a marvellous strike over mid-wicket, and worth every penny. Six runs for Johnny Bairstow. Bairstow on strike, standing battle off again and a little edge the first strike of the series for the Sri Lankans Luan Pradeep has done it a safe pair of hands behind the stumps Kirishan Diguela takes the catch and Bestow's the man to go this is why he's bought into the side as well he's a natural wicket taker he had a great record in test cricket as well that's the channel that he operates just around that fourth off stump Andrew's piece down low and now with the back a little raised. He waits and he goes and that must be out. 
Gordon Middard. Yes, it is. England are two down from nowhere. Kiladen and Jaya continues his excellent form for Sri Lanka. Frustration is the wrong word. I think he'll be furious with himself. I, I think that's an unnecessary gimme, really. Killer will come around the wickets. It's a slog sweep out on the left side. Manat on the boundary, won't reach it. Goes all the way for six. Malinga it is who's out there on the square leg boundary. Thought he was going to be in business, but it's 75 metres all the way, that one, and that has carried probably 80 from uh, Owen Morgan, 83 for two at the end of the 30. Unfortunately, the rain, which we didn't think we were going to get any relent from at all the last couple of days, has uh, come to spoil the party. It isn't good news. I'm afraid it's now officially been called off. The, uh, the ground is wet. I, I, I'm in sympathy with the umpires. I'm not often, actually. I think there's a tendency to, to err on the side of caution, but on this occasion, I can understand why it's been called off. This has been the following on podcast from TalkSport. To never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. See you tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final... You can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.